0: with you the word of God on tonight. Pastor asked me to minister on tonight, and so we're gonna prepare our hearts for the word. Uh, I'm gonna ask you, if you don't mind, to go ahead and open up your Bibles to the Book of Exodus, chapter 20. The Book of Exodus, chapter 20. we will we're starting there. The Book of Exodus, chapter 20. I'll be looking at it in the Amplified Bible um, tonight. I'm gonna to teach on a little bit on um, love i know we talked about this was uh, the month of love this is the month of love the month of february and i'm going to teach on uh tonight love the law of liberty I know liberty is one of our uh, themes for the year or, or freedom so i want to talk about love the law of liberty or the, the law of freedom love the law of liberty love the law of liberty let's go to god in prayer and then we'll get started with uh, in exodus chapter 20. so i would just thank you again for this time to uh, to gather around your word. We thank you that your word is a lamp unto our feet and light unto our path that you would reveal, show us the path for us to, to walk in and operate in. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to anoint this time, anoint us to uh, to minister, anoint us to receive, anoint us to hear from you. Uh, and then we pray for the anointing to change or to transform our lives to a higher level in you. Thank you in advance, Holy Spirit, you're the teacher, and even as I'm ministering, that you would minister to every need of every heart, here on uh, tonight. We thank you in advance for all you're gonna do for us in Jesus' name. Amen and amen, praise God, hallelujah, hallelujah. Again, we're gonna teach on love, the law of liberty. Love, the law of liberty. So we're gonna talk about the love, the study on love and look at some passages on, on love. Uh, how many know that you can, we can still continue to grow and increase in love? Uh, I know that uh, it's it's an ongoing walk and. Uh, it is a call for us to, to live a life of love. And so as we are spending time in the word today, may the Holy Spirit reveal to us areas in revelation uh, for us to walk in the higher level of the God kind of love. Hallelujah, the God kind of love. First of all, though, you've probably heard of the word agape, uh, which is a Greek word, uh, and, and, and it's, a, it's a special revelation of, of love, and, and it's the love in, in a moral sense or in a social sense. Uh, and it's it's a love that wishes well to or regards the welfare of. So right there, you can see that this love is not self-centered. It's thinking about others. So it's thinking about the welfare of others. It's thinking of well of others, okay? And living in a social and moral sense. So this is the kind of love that comes from God that he's deposited on the inside of us. I wasn't going to go to the scripture, but this scripture is coming to mind now in in Romans chapter 5, where it says, the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So this is the love from God through the Holy Spirit that's been shed abroad, or we could say deposited into our hearts. So thank God that uh, one of the gifts that we have is the God kind of love that's already uh, uh, in our spiritual DNA, that's already etched on the inside of us. God's love is in me. And so all we have to do is is continue to work with that love, to work with the God kind of love so that it can manifest here uh, in our lives and here on the earth to bring glory and honor to God, who is the source of love. Hallelujah. So uh, here in uh, Exodus chapter 20 and verse three, the point I want to bring out here is that Father God, who uh, originated and emanates love, is to be the first recipient of love. Father God who originated, not only originated love, but he also emanates love. You can say love pours through his pores. (laughs) Love is pouring out of him. So he emanates or flows love and he's to be the first recipient of love. So here in Exodus chapter 20 and uh, verse uh, three in the Amplified Bible, it says, you shall have no other gods before me all right so he's 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 number one and then verse four says and this is one of the ten commandments and you shall not make up for yourself any idol or likeness form or manifestation of what is in heaven above on the earth beneath on the water under the earth as an object of worship verse five you shall not worship them nor serve them for i the lord your god it says, am a jealous or impassioned God, demanding what is rightfully and uniquely mine, visiting, avenging the iniquity, sin, guilt of the fathers uh, on the children. That is uh, calling the children to account uh, for the sins of the father to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me. So that's talking about those who hate him. There's a there's a consequence that goes with that. And then verse six, but showing graciousness and steadfast love and kindness to thousands of generations of those who love me and keep my commandments. So here he's saying, uh, I, I'm looking for those who love me. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's like he's he's reaching he's reaching over the balcony, if you will, wanting to pour out his loving kindness to those who love him, those who, who put him first. Because at the beginning he says, you'll have no other gods before me. So he's talking about focusing in on him. And so he's the first uh, recipient of love. So love uh, not only starts with God, but love should first go to God. And of course, we know one of the commandments, uh, the greatest commandment is, love the Lord your God with all your heart. We'll see a passage about that here in just a moment. So uh, again, since love originates with him, and love emanates from him, then our love should flow to him first, should go to him first. Hallelujah. So uh another way to say this is uh I want to emphasize that it's important, if you will, to practice loving God. I'm using the word practice, but uh really that we should love God, we should make that our first priority, loving God. Another way to say it is we should train ourselves to love God or we should study loving father God first. And then I always like to say this, uh, you know, uh, people who are looking to get married and even when you're married, uh, I always like to say this to singles and children, uh, before you get married, uh, the practice, if you will, loving the father first, before you get into a relationship, uh, practice or learn to love God first. He's the originator of love. So if we can love him. And, and the Bible does teach us to love him first. Then it, it helps us and it trains us to love uh, our fellow man and love one another. And so I always like to say to practice or study loving the father first before entering into any marriage or dating relationship because he's first or we can say he's the foundation. Uh, he's the key uh, to love. He's the key to love. He's, he's, the, he's the originator of love. So work on loving the Father, work on a a loving relationship with the Father. Establish that and out of that that loving relationship will enable us and empower us to uh, love others in a proper way. So it's important to love God first. So again uh, focus on loving Him. He should be the first recipient of love and then you see that here in this commandment you should have no other gods before me. So in other words don't love anything uh, more than Him. So so he's got to be first he says don't make yourself any idol and uh likeness of any form so there's so many things not, not only can people uh take a, p- a position of god's love for us and take take the place of god's love for us but work and business and all other things uh, can take that first p- place which belongs to god and notice it says here in verse five he says i'm the lord your god i'm a jealous and passionate god demanding what is Rightfully and uniquely mine. We belong to him. He created us. And so we're the ones that extend our love back to him and to work on loving him more completely and more fully. Not just empty words, but uh, with a heart. And we're going to get to that verse too about loving him, uh, you know, uh, completely. So again, he's, he's, he's a he's a he's a, he's a jealous God. So, uh, so having that love that's, that's really rooted in our heart that I love God. I love you, Father God. You're my father, and I'm working on my my love relationship with you, and then out of that, the overflow of that will help in all other relationships. Hallelujah. He can train us how to love. He can mentor us, if you will, on how to love as we work on our love relationship with him. Hallelujah. Now, go with me to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 4. This kind of talks about love also. Deuteronomy chapter 6, I'm going to be in Amplified again, and uh, looking at verse 4, Deuteronomy chapter 6, Amplified and starting at verse 4. The sub-point I want to make here is that uh, the method, or the the modus operandi of loving Father God starts with our entire being, the method. So how do we love God? The how-to. What's the modus uh, operandi? How do I love the Father? The method for loving the Father, or the how to for loving Him, is with our entire being. So, here in Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse 4 in the Amplified Bible, uh, it says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one, the only God. Hallelujah. Verse 5 And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and with all your soul and with all your strength and here in Amplified it says your entire being hallelujah so uh, the method again uh, for how to love God is to love him with our entire being so here in verse 5 again love him with all your heart and mind and with all your soul and with all your strength with your entire being hallelujah uh, i like what it says in the uh the voice bible the voice bible verse four says listen israel the eternal is our true god he alone verse five you shall love him your true god with all your heart and soul and i like this phrase and with every ounce of your strength so everything that's within you goes to god first the father god first to love him first with your entire being with every ounce of your strength everything that's within you all the passion that is within us we extend that with to love of the father we we express that love to him we love him with our strength with our soul with our mind with our entire being we hold nothing back we give him our love and then out of that then we we learn how to love uh, humans or other people here on the earth but we we work on that love relationship with the father, extending our love for him. Glory to God, hallelujah. Go with me further now to uh, Leviticus chapter uh, 19, Leviticus chapter 19, and I'm gonna start at verse 14. Leviticus 19, I'm still being amplified Bible. Leviticus 19, uh, starting at uh, verse 14, amplified Bible. And uh, the point I wanna bring out here is that on the basis of our love for god we must treat our neighbor with god's love or we can say the god kind of love so remember i was saying we love god first within well, the second greatest commandment is loving our neighbor we're going to see that here um in leviticus 19. the point again is on the basis of our love for god so that's the basis we must treat our neighbor with God's love or the God kind of love. So here in Leviticus uh, chapter 19 and verse 14, it says, uh, and it gives these examples. You shall not curse a deaf man, nor put a stumbling block before the blind, but you shall fear your God with profound reverence. I am the Lord. So right here, he gives the foundation for how we treat uh, this deaf person. He said, don't, don't put a stumbling block before him. Don't curse him. Uh, don't, don't put a stumbling block before the blind, if you will. Don't curse the deaf man. But you should fear God or, or focus on God or reverence God. He is the Lord. So again, on the basis of our love for God, that is how we treat our neighbor with God's love and the God kind of love. I know this month uh, we talk about uh, uh, the, you know, Black history and, and the rights and the struggles and one of the principles that came out was was loving our fellow man and so here on the basis of God's love we must treat our neighbor with a god kind of love hallelujah and then go ahead and down in verse 15 it says and you shall not do injustice in judgment you shall not be partial to the poor nor show a preference for the great but judge your neighbor fairly so treat everyone fairly treat everyone equally verse 16 you should not go around as a gossip among your people, and uh, you are not to act against the life of your neighbor with slander or false testimony. So uh, again, treating your neighbor speaking the truth. And then he says again, I am the Lord. So again, on the basis of, of our love relationship with, with God, we treat our neighbor fairly. We don't, we don't uh, speak against them. We don't slander them because of our love for God. Uh, out of our reverence for God, we treat our neighbor with a God kind of love. It goes on to say in verse 17 in Leviticus 19, verse 17 says, "You shall not hate your brother in your heart. You should not hate your brother in your heart. Don't have uh, a hurt or uh, hatred in your heart, and don't have a don't even have a wound in your heart. Walk in forgiveness. That's how we uh, continue to free ourselves from from the offenses because we are around imperfect." people we're in a a sin-filled society so there will be offenses that's going to come because we're in an imperfect world but don't hate it says verse 17 don't hate your brother in your heart Uh, it goes on to say you may most certainly rebuke your neighbor but you shall not incur sin because of him so don't get into a sinful state because of him out of hatred because hatred leads to sin hatred in the new Testament talks about that sin in our heart that's murder in our heart which is against the commandment of god and the god uh, god's commandments are commandments of love and then it goes on in verse 18 to say uh, you shall not take revenge nor bear any grudge against the sons of your people and then here it is uh, the latter part of verse 18 but you shall love your neighbor and then in amplified it says your acquaintance your associate your companion As yourself, The apostle talked about how we love ourselves can impact how we relate to other people. And then it goes on to say, I am the Lord. So again, on the basis of our love relationship with with Father God, that is how we are to treat our neighbor. That is how uh, you could say uh, a, a love stewardship. The stewardship of our love walk with our neighbor is based on the foundation of our love toward the Father. Remember we said he put his love on the inside of us in Romans five. And on the basis of that, we manage our neighbor. We manage our love walk with the God kind of love. So so another way to say it is that our love life uh, is a a stewardship or we can say a management lifestyle unto our Lord, because it was on the basis of him. He kept saying, I am the Lord. So that's why you treat these people correctly that's why you treat these people with justice and fairness uh and uh, with respect and with honor because i am the lord or we can say i am your lord because of your connection with me out of that connection that is how you treat your neighbor and then it says here love your neighbor as yourself because he is the lord hallelujah uh, we're going to go further in in leviticus um uh, Still in chapter 19, I'm going to skip down to verse 33. I want to bring a third point here is that um, uh, our motivation to treat those around us is uh, another way to say it is, is not only our foundation for God, but our motivation to treat those around us is as we want them to treat us, as we want them to treat us hallelujah, as we want them to treat us. So here in uh, Leviticus 19, uh, down in verse 33 in the Amplified Bible, when a stranger resides with you in your land, it says, you shall not oppress or mistreat him. Verse 34, but the stranger who resides with you shall be to you like someone native born among you, and you shall love him as yourself. And then it goes on to say for you were strangers in the land of egypt and then again it says i am the lord your god so not not only the motivation because he is our he is our lord and uh, we have a love relationship with him and we send our love to him first but uh but we treat others the way we want them to treat us uh we we serve others the way we want them to serve us uh we manage our relationships with others the way we want others to manage their relationship with us. So in other words, we're planting a seed. Uh, we can say a love seed that we're planting into the lives of others. Hallelujah. And then uh, also uh, it does say here, it says, I am the Lord. And so it does, it does teach that our treatment toward others honors or glorifies the Lord. So that's another motivation. So, so he's looking at how we treat humanity. And if you look at Jesus, he always treated humanity with a God kind of love. And so again, our motivation is to treat others the way we want to be treated, but then also to, uh, to treat others in a way that will glorify and bring honor to God. Hallelujah, our treatment of others should honor and glorify God. But again, he says, treat them the way you want to, want, want, want to be treated yourself. In verse 34, it says, that stranger who, who resides with you shall be uh, to you like someone native born. So uh, I always think about, you know, when you you meet a stranger that, you know, greeting them or greeting, greeting one another. Uh, So he says, treat them like family, native born. So they may be a stranger, uh, a physical stranger, but treat them like their family, treat them like their native born. So that's extending the love of God. We can say Jesus uh, walked with uh, humanity as though he was walking with the human family. He says he was a son of man. He was a son of humanity. And so he walked with a with a love relationship, like everyone uh, was uh, was a part of his family. They were part of the human family. Hallelujah! And we'll we'll get further as we get into John a little bit later here. But let's go further here. Um, go with me now to Deuteronomy chapter seven. Deuteronomy chapter seven, <clears throat> and we're going to uh, look at uh, verse seven and amplified again. Deuteronomy chapter seven, and then verse seven and amplified. The point I want to bring out here is that uh, the father uh, is the first demonstrator of giving unearned love. Hallelujah! The father is the first demonstrator, or we could say the uh, the supreme demonstrator, of giving unearned love. So here in Deuteronomy chapter seven and, and amplified in verse seven, it says, "The Lord did not love you and choose you because." you were greater in number than any of the other peoples. So they didn't They didn't merit his love. So people around us may not merit the love of God that he's put on the inside of us, but we plant that love seed anyway. They may not earn it. They may not even deserve it, but yet we, we still love them. I remember what Jesus said on the cross, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. They may not deserve the love, but, but uh, Jesus still extended, The Father's love to them said, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they do. And so as we walk in the Father's love, we're walking in in many times giving people, like he gave to us, unearned or undeserved love. So here in verse 7 again, the Lord did not love you and choose you because you were greater in number than any of the other peoples. You didn't earn it. He goes on to say, for you were the fewest of all people. So you were the fewest. So when based on that, you can't, you don't have anything to brag about and say, I deserve God's love or I merited or or I earned God's love. No, it had nothing to do with me. I'm just a recipient of God's love. Thank God. And just just think about you, you all of us ourselves. We're just recipients of God's love. Can you thank God? Not anything that we earn, but he just loves us uh, just unconditionally. He loves us without any marriage, without any favor, without us deserving it. He just loves us uh, as, as, as his children. He loves us as his very own people. So thank God for his love. And then uh, verse 8 goes on to say, But because the Lord loves you and is keeping the oath which he swore to the fathers, the Lord has brought you out with the mighty hand and redeemed you, brought you from the house of slavery, from the hand of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. So that's what he did to them, they didn't earn it. And then uh, verse nine, it says, uh, therefore know, here in the Amplified, therefore know without any doubt and understand that the Lord, your God, he is God, the faithful God, who is keeping his covenant and spreading his steadfast loving kindness to a thousand generations with those who love him and keep his commandments. So he's the first uh, demonstrator of giving uh, undeserved love. And he looked for us to extend that love uh, to him, to continue to bless us and pour out uh, the love and respond back to him with the love that he's placed uh, toward us. Hallelujah. Uh, While you're still in Deuteronomy, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 10, and we're gonna look at verse 12 in the Amplified Bible. Deuteronomy chapter 10 and verse 12 in the uh, Amplified Bible the point i want to bring out here as we go here is that the father's love the father's love commands or for our good the father's love commands or for our good like you say uh, his love commands are for our benefit or for our well-being or we can say the father's love commands are for our advantage hallelujah they're for our advantage so here in deuteronomy chapter 12 and amplified It says, and now Israel, what does the Lord your God require from you? What does he require from you? But to fear and worship the Lord your God with all filled reverence and profound respect to walk. That is to love each, to live each and every day in all his ways and to love him. And to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. And here in Amplified it says your choices that you make, you love him, your thoughts, your whole being. And then verse 13, and to keep the commandments of the Lord and his statutes, which I am commanding you today. And then notice this, commanding you today for your good. So again, the father's love commands and all these uh, other areas of uh, keeping his commandments, all these commandments of living uh, in his ways all of this is for our good his word is for our good it's for our uh, for our benefit it's for our well-being so we really have an advantage when we walk in love and we walk in uh in the word we walk in, in god's word. in god's word remember talking about uh love we we're talking about liberty uh the law of liberty so this actually brings us into truth freedom we think that if we give to others you know as we love on others and even if they're undeserving uh, even the Bible talks about loving your enemies. Jesus taught uh, that we're at a disadvantage, but it actually puts us in, in an advantage. It puts us in a position with God, the Father, uh, to pour out his blessings upon us and for us to bring glory and honor to his name. And so uh, his, his love commands as we walk in, it's for our benefit. Uh, our flesh may not want to do it. Our flesh um, may resist it, but his love commands. Or for our for, for well being, for our profit. It's, it's here to help us out. Hallelujah. Lord to God. Hallelujah. Lord to God. Now go with me to 1 Kings chapter uh, 11. 1 Kings chapter 11 and probably do a few more. We'll be in the wrap up here. 1 Kings chapter 11 will be in the Amplified Bible. Uh, 1 Kings uh, 11 and verse 1. Uh, the point I want to bring out here is that. Uh, One of the the major commands repeated in God's word that I see is is to love God. One of the major commands uh, that's repeated in God's word is to love God. And I've already been quoting some scriptures and looking at scriptures. So we're seeing love, loving God over and over and over and over and over again. So it's important. Um, But the other side, uh, why is loving loving God uh, so important? Because so many things uh will attack or uh, or invade our love connection with Father God as well as our love for one another. Uh, again, uh, it's kind of two sentences. The first uh, part is that one of the, one of the major uh, commands re- uh, repeated in God's word is to love God. One of the major commands repeating God's word is to love God. Why? Because there are so many things. That will attack, that attack and, and invade our love connection with Father God, as well as our love for one another. There's so many things that invade us. So some some of the things that it, that invade may be some thoughts when we have unloving thoughts. That's in, that's attacking our love toward God or our love toward our neighbor. Uh, there may be some 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 remarks or some comments. Someone will be saying something against us, and that's attacking. The love toward God or our love toward our neighbors is coming against us to get us out of that love. Uh, There may be uh, some activities uh, uh, that may get us out of our love. There may be some concerns or even jobs that may attack our love toward God and our love toward one another. And so we've uh, got to keep in mind that this is one of the major uh, commands. And it's something that is being attacked by by the enemy and by uh, natural uh, resources or natural sources, our flesh, uh, the world, the world and the devil. Those three enemies, the flesh, the world and the devil are are attacking us, uh, bombarding us to to cause us to kind of lose our grip on on the love for God and the love toward one another. Notice here. Notice this here in First Kings chapter 11 and the Amplified in verse one. Uh, It says, uh, now King Solomon, in the Amplified, now King Solomon, it says here, defiantly loved many foreign women. He defiantly loved many foreign women. Remember, the greatest command of God said, uh, you have no other gods before me. So here it says, King Solomon defiantly loved foreign women. He's going against the will and the plan of God. And notice, defiantly loved. So he's putting his love against... Uh, toward foreign women. So, his, his uh, downfall was loving other women. There may be other uh, uh, areas that may cause us a downfall, like I mentioned, thoughts in our thought life and uh, other people as well, and, and activities and jobs and businesses that uh, may cause us to defiantly uh, turn away our love from God and, and, and put our love into those other things. So, here now King Solomon defiantly loved many foreign women along with the daughter of Pharaoh. And then it has the Moabite, Ammonite, Edomite, uh, Sidonian, and Hittite women. Verse two, from the very nations of whom the Lord said to the Israelites, you shall not associate with them, nor shall they associate with you. For the result will be that they will turn away your heart to follow their gods. So the result would be they will turn away your heart. Your heart will turn away from that love connection with God. Remember, we talk about He's first. He's the first recipient of love. Turn away your heart uh, to follow their gods, and then it goes on and say, "Yet Solomon clung to these in love. He clung to them. He he held on to them in love." And then it goes on to verse three. It says he had seven hundred wives, princesses, and three hundred concubines and then it goes on to say and his wives turned his heart away from god and so we have the challenge it may not be what uh king solomon's challenge is but it could be it could be uh, other people that uh trying to usurp our love from god and try to dominate our love from god we've got to be steadfast and be firm as a rock no i'm loving god first God is first in my life. He's first. He made me. He created me. I didn't make myself. I'm putting him first. I'm not allowing all these other things and even my thoughts to uh, cause me to finally turn my heart away from God, the one who made me, the one who even put love in me. The love that I'm giving to these other things, that love came from him. He's the originator of love. So why would I give that love to something That's less or that was created, and not a creator, not the creator. So these, these things turn his heart from God. So we've got to guard our heart. We've got to watch our heart and make sure that other things are uh, not uh, being used by the enemy to turn our hearts from, from our father, from the God of love. He is love. We're not going to get to that, but uh, maybe another time, but the Bible says that God is love. It says in first John, hallelujah. Let's go further. Go with me now to uh, to James, James, chapter two. And I'm going to be in the Amplified again to wrap up here. James, chapter two. And I'm going to be in verse eight. James, chapter two and verse eight in the Amplified Bible. Uh, the point I want to bring out here is that we are commanded to fulfill the royal law of love. We are commanded to fulfill the royal law of love. We are commanded to fulfill the royal law of love. Hallelujah. So again, we're talking about love, uh, the law of liberty. We are commanded to fulfill the royal law of love. Here in James chapter 2 and verse 8 Amplified, it says, if, however, you are really fulfilling, and notice it says, the royal law. According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, if you have an unselfish concern for others and do things for the benefit for their benefit. It goes on to say you're doing well. So again, it says, if uh, verse eight again. If, however, you are really fulfilling, so we're talking about we're, we're called to fulfill, we're committed to fulfill the royal law. If you're really fulfilling the royal law, that's where I got it from. According to the scripture, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That is, if you have an unselfish concern for others and do things for their benefit, you are doing well. So that's how we can tell if we're doing well. If we have an unselfish concern for others and doing things for their benefit. So God continue to help us to, uh, to, to have an unselfish concern for others. Not just thinking about myself. Uh, talk about the three people, me, myself, and I. thinking about others and loving on others and sending God's love expressing God's love toward others it says you're doing well and then verse 9 says but if you show partiality prejudice favoritism you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as offenders so again we're talking about this royal law this royal law of love so we're in prejudice or favoritism we're committing sin against this royal law, we are attacking this royal law, we're coming against this royal law, the law that we're commanded to fulfill, the the law that we're commanded to to accomplish, to perform, uh, this this law that we are are commanded to to implement or to carry out. We are are, uh, uh, offending that law when we don't carry out that law, when we don't fulfill that law, it says, if you're showing partiality, prejudice or favoritism. And then verse uh, 10, for whoever keeps the whole law, but stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of breaking all of it. So all the laws you can say are, are, are interconnected. Uh, and remember, it talks about loving God and loving your neighbor. Here in verse 11, it says, for he who said, do not commit adultery also said do not murder now if you do not commit adultery but you murder you have become guilty of transgressing the entire law you say uh well you know uh, i didn't commit adultery but you murdered someone or i murdered someone and so then uh the, the laws are interconnected so we're we are guilty of training the entire law because again that's loving the people of God, loving humanity, who God made. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we want we want to love the people and fulfill that law that, that God has given us. Now go with me, I was still in James uh, chapter 2, go with me down to verse 12. And uh, here uh, we want to give uh, kind of a, 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 a key statement. And it is, it's that this I believe that the law that I believe that love is the law of liberty. I believe that love is, is the law of liberty. So when we live in love, we live in freedom. So uh, I believe that that love is the law of liberty. And when we live in love, we live in freedom. So here in James chapter 2 and verse 12 in the Amplified uh, Bible, it says, speak and act consistently as people who are going to be judged by the law of liberty so that's why i got it from the law of liberty and it says uh in amplified that moral law that frees obedient christians from the bondage of sin so again i believe that uh, love is a is law of liberty and when we live in love we live in freedom and i'll just i'll say this as we begin to wrap up uh, love then emancipates I'll put it like this, God's love emancipates. God's love uh, liberates. And uh, if you think of the natural with, with uh, different uh, uh, equal rights movements, um, God's love is where the emancipation comes from. It was those, a lot of those movements were built on, on love, the principles of love, but God's love, God's spiritual love emancipates. It frees us from sin, it frees us from bondage, it frees us from hatred. So God's God's love releases us. Uh, As we walk in his love, it it unchains us, breaks us free so that we can be what God has called us to be. So God is looking for uh, lovers, lovers of God and lovers of humanity that will connect with him, uh, allow his heart of love to be deposited in us and let that love flow out toward humanity that will live the life of, of love and pour out that love and just like uh he emanates love and like i said love is like pouring through his veins if you will we want god's love to pour through us and we'll be uh, living testimonies walking testimonies walking breathing testimonies or monuments of god's love we'll extend his love where we go and uh, we want it, it, won't, it won't matter that whether we know them or not just like talked about here the, the strangers We love them as if they were native native born. It doesn't matter who they are. Uh, Even in our ministry, whoever comes into the ministry, comes into our church family. We may not know them, but we treat them with with God's love. We treat them as if they were native born. Maybe they came off the street, but we treat them as as if they were native born. Uh, Maybe they come from a higher place. We treat them as if they were native born. They come into uh, the local fellowship looking for hope, looking for love. And we don't want to treat them uh, with a stiff arm because we don't know them. God loves them. And God's love is flowing through us. We want to reach out and love people in our church congregation, in our workplace, in our family. We want to take his love in all these different arenas. Because the Bible says his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And love is, is from the Father. Love is in heaven. We want that love to be released here on the earth. How many realize that it's so needed in this world? There's so much hatred and so much the, uh, discord, so much division. You got political unrest. Uh, there's, uh, there's family unrest, uh, uh, parents against children, children against parents, uh, uh, problems in the schools and uh, all, all kinds of uh, issues, problems with authority. So God's love is needed uh, to bring freedom and to bring healing and to bring hope and to bring restoration. So may God use us to release his love and may lives be changed because we are God's love agents. Hallelujah, we're his love agents. Praise God, hallelujah. Let's pray, we're gonna wrap up here at this point. Father, we just thank you for the message on love and continue to grow and uh, to walk in a a love walk. We first thank you that you love us, uh, even though we don't deserve it. Uh, You love us with an everlasting love. And we uh, we love you, Father, because you're the first recipient of love. May we always keep you in first place. May we not allow anything to take your place of love, uh, in first place of love in our hearts and in our minds. May we protect our heart, not let our heart be turned away like like King Solomon got turned away. Had great potential and did a lot of good, but how much more could he have done? Uh, without his, allowing his heart to find it, allowing his heart to be turned away. How much more, Father, can we uh, achieve? What more potential that we have to be released as we walk in the God kind of love? Petina, teach us Holy Spirit, train us, walk in the love, help us uh, to love the Father and to love one another uh, as we love ourselves and as you have loved us. We thank you for we bless this time in jesus name amen and amen and just in your own words just just declare to father father teach me how to love help me to love greater help me to walk in greater forgiveness give me wisdom in those uh struggling relationships give me the the love wisdom that i need give me the patience everything that i need uh, on my part and i know that it's as much as possible the bible says to live in peace but anything on my part that I need to do, I'm asking you to give me the wisdom, the guidance, and the direction uh, to help me. And that is, I spend time in your word, you will reveal it as well. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. 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 This time we're going to prepare to, uh, to give.